In John, the first chapter, I want you to turn to that uh, book, The Gospel According to John, the first chapter, because I want to share with you this morning the great message of life in Christ Jesus. The spiritual life that we have is so amazing and it's uh, so understandable, yet is so misunderstood. Uh, we just I hope that you can carry with you this message of life in Christ Jesus and that you can accept that and that you can take him with you and always let him be your life. In the first chapter of John, uh, in the beginning was the Word. Now I want you to notice this because this is Jesus. Uh, this same writer defines this word, this word, as Jesus and as flesh that he put on, and and we beheld his glory in the 14th verse. But and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. In him was life. That's the life that we're seeking. That's the life that we're living. That's the life that we want. In him was life. That's the life he brought. That is the message. But in him was life, and that life was the light of men. He created us. He gave us life. You breathe. You think. You message to someone else because of the life that he's given you. Without him, we could not live. We could not communicate. We could not appreciate. We could not adore him. We could not be thankful. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. That means that he came here, and people didn't notice him. They didn't accept him. They didn't understand. It's like it's difficult today for us to understand. Now, I want you to look at the 14th verse. And the life was made flesh. The life was made flesh, or the Word was made flesh, but it was the life. But it was the light of men. That was the light of men was made flesh. What do you mean the light of men? I mean the, the life that we now live, we live off of His power, His strength, His blessing. Without Him, we could not live. If it were not for Christ, we couldn't breathe. We couldn't think. We couldn't exist. We owe that to him. He is the originator of our life. He created our life. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Now before it was made flesh, he didn't dwell among us. He dwelt among us because he was our life. But we couldn't behold him. We couldn't recognize him. 
We didn't know who he was. We had a blessing and, and didn't know where it came from. But he came and he told us where it came from. We beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. When all the miracles were performed, that including the one of bringing him through Mary, including the one saving him from Egypt, from the rulers, including the one who brought him back, including the one who kept Herod from killing him, including the one who protected him and cared for him, even until he launched out on his mission to tell us who he really was. He is the one who has, has been introduced, and he came to his own, and his own received him not, but to many as received him, to him gave him them the power to become sons of God, and that power is to believe. And the evidence is laid out here. It's here for us. Now, there's a lot of people who may not know how to get that light. There may be a lot of people who have heard about Jesus, but they don't know just how to lay their hands on him or to lay their heart on him. They don't know how to let him come in uh, to their lives. Now, this same... Uh, this same book, I, I want you just to flip over to chapter 6, chapter 6 and verse 44. Chapter 6 and verse 44. No man, no man, and that's word anthropos again, that's the word for no person, male or female. No person, male or female, can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him. And I will raise him up at the last days. You see, we're creatures of the flesh. We're creatures that have death stamped upon us, that hath decay stamped upon us. We're deteriorating every minute that we live. And we're fast going to the grave. But Jesus rescued us. He rescued us. And we can be raised in the last day. Our body can be raised. Our spirit will never die if we, if we get the life that he has. Look at number 45. The question, how? How can we have this life? How can I appropriate this life? How can I be different? Well, it's written. It's written in the prophets. What's the prophets? Why, the Old Testament Scripture is made up of three divisions in the Hebrew Bible. The Law, the Psalms, and the Prophets. The Law is five books. The Psalms are five books. And the rest of them are classified as prophets, the historical books and also the prophecies. So it's just that it's written in the prophets. Look at that. They shall all be taught of God. Every man that hath, therefore that hath heard and hath learned of the Father cometh unto me. Every man, 
And that word is man. It means male or female. Any person. Any person who hath heard and learned. You say, well, what about, what about the babies? Well, they're the people who don't have to hear or learn. Jesus settled that right off when they said, oh, these babies, don't, don't bother him with these babies. And he said, say, let me have one. Let me have one. I'll teach you a lesson. Such is the kingdom of God. Unless you be converted, you change and be like one of these little ones, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven. So they're safe. They haven't wandered away from God. They're the life that God has, and they're living. Now, when they come to the age to where they can be taught, and that sort of puts us in a dilemma because we have our children, and we rear them in Christian homes, and they're Christians uh, as far as being with God. They're in the kingdom. And, uh, and then when they come to the point they want to learn, uh, sometimes we treat them like they're a big sinner and not even part of the church, but they're, they're part of the kingdom. And so we need to take very special care to treat them like they're in the kingdom when we're teaching them and training them. But they have to be taught. That just teaches us that a person doesn't accidentally get in the kingdom. There's a way to get a hold of this life. Now, how do we get a hold of this life? Let me explain it this way. We have a disease. Those of us who think and act in the flesh. And that disease is spelled with a three-letter word. S-I-N. And you can take the word selfish and you can take the monosyllables, the syllables in it, starts with the first syllable is S, the second syllable is I, and then the last syllable is N. And it spells sin, selfishness. And we get so overwhelmed with our own selves and our own power and our own ego and our own self-pity until we're just full of sin. And we have a disease. This is a disease, and it separates us from God. Now, Jesus came from the other place, wherever that was, in heaven with God. He existed, our text said, before he existed in the beginning. And he has the immunity to sin. The immunity to sin is in him, in this life. And you can't be immune to sin unless you get his shot. And his shot is him. You have to get him. The infection is here. He has the answer. He has a solution. He has the good infection, if you want to look at it that He has the immunity to it. And it's his life. It's his life. Now the question is, how do you get into how do you get into this? How do you get this life? There's a lot of misunderstanding on that. A lot of people said, well, just, just believe. Just believe that Jesus is that life, and the moment you believe, the Bible doesn't carry that out. In fact, it teaches not the opposite. The Bible says, the devils believe, and they tremble. And 
He said, James said, you show me your faith without your works, and I by my works will show you my faith. Faith does something. Faith works. Faith acts. In chapter 11, we have all the people who are saved by faith, and every one of them had a, wor a verb that they moved out. You don't know it. But godly fear moved, and he obeyed, and he, he made an ark, and, and all of them, they moved out, and they did some things. And that's the way we need to do. Uh, today, we need to understand that life, that infection that's in us. We're cured from it when we get Christ. And Christ came. You know, let's talk about his coming here and why he had to die. He had to go in and get the disease and go where the disease was and let the disease take over in him, and he overcame it. The disease was sin, and the disease came working in man and just put him on the cross. The disease in man put him on the cross. Instead of accepting him, the disease crucified him. Now look at Hebrews 2. Look at Hebrews 2. Let's turn over there and read that passage. You know what he did? He did it to give us an injection of himself. He did it to build up immunity to death that we would not die. Look at the, the ninth verse of the second chapter. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. He tasted it. And when he tasted it and took part of it, he's able to immune us from it. He's the one that overcame it. Death can't touch us in Jesus Christ. For it became him of whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons into glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one. He immunes us to sin. You mean it'd be impossible for us to sin? It'll be impossible for sin to condemn us as long as we put our faith and trust in the blood of Christ and in the life of Christ. Because his blood just, just purifies us. But we've got we to have confidence in his blood. We've got to understand where we reach that blood. We've got to understand where that blood works. For which cause he is not ashamed to call us brethren, saying, I will declare thy name among, unto my brethren. In the midst of the church will I sing praises. And again, I, he's quoting Old Testament scriptures showing what we do today when we worship God and we're Christians and we're one with him and he's in us and we're cleansed and we don't have a long face. And we don't think, well, I'll never make it to heaven because we know we have the hope of everlasting life. And again, behold, I am the children that God hath given me. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, we're partakers of flesh and blood and flesh and blood, we're partakers of sin and the sin it kills us. It puts us to death. We deserve to die. But he himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might... I want you to look at that. 
destroy, 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 and keep on destroying the devil as long as we are taught and we understand that Jesus is the life and Jesus is the serum, Jesus is the antidote, Jesus is the immunity to sin and to waywardness and to awkwardness and to lack of faith and to lack of devotion and a lack of consecration in our lives. that he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. Why do you think in Ephesians and Colossians he said, keep on putting to death that old man. Keep on putting on Jesus. How do you put on Jesus? Be taught of God. They that have heard and learned cometh unto me. And deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bond. For verily he took not on himself the nature of angel, but he took on him what? The seed of the flesh. Abraham's seed, what we have. We're contaminated by sin. We're contaminated by envy. We're contaminated by hate. We're contaminated by a lack of togetherness. We're contaminated by anything that the old devil can get us to think about and to destroy us because he doesn't want us to be saved. But in Christ Jesus, we rise above that, and we have that life that sustains us. In all things he behooves him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be merciful and faithful high priest and things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. Now, I just want to ask you the question, do you have that life? Do you have that Christ? So I said, well, I think I do. Well, the way you have Christ is that you believe him. You believe he came from God and that he had life and he created life and he has the answer. Somehow the devil jumped over the fence, he got out and he got in sin and he, he was able to, con to tempt man's uh, creation and contaminated him regardless of what man God had told man to do and not to do. And the only way he could immune us to that sin was to take on the kind of flesh that, that we have and that he created us in and immune us to that. And we'll all have to die because he died. We're not any better than Christ. Sooner or later, we're, our flesh is going to die, but our spirit's never going to die. Now, how are you going to? You're going to be born again. In that same gospel that we started out with, John 3 and 5 said, A man just came into the kingdom of heaven unless he's born of the water and of the spirit. And he just said it again. Nicodemus said, I don't understand that. I can't get back to my mother's womb. He said, no, uh, you don't understand the wind either, do you? Well, the way the wind blows and the way it does, it's like the Spirit of God. And what happens, a seed is planted into your mind. As many as I, as I call, uh, as many as believe, and the seed is planted. But he is the Son of God, and we believe him. And faith stands between you and receiving Jesus. But there's something else. You've got to confess him. If you don't confess him, he said, I can't confess you before the Father. But there's something else that went, goes with this in this baptism, in this water. There's something else that he teaches over and over again. You've got to repent. You've got to turn away. You've got to be convinced that there's a disease. And that he has the antidote, that he has the solution, that he has the serum. And that his way is the right way. So you repent. 
Somebody said, well, how do you do that? Well, you just change your way. Well, how are you going to do that? Well, you've got to ask God to help you. You've got to believe that He is the light. You've got to say, Jesus, put your arms around me and love me and help me and squeeze me and just make me understand in your emotional makeup, I know that you can come to me and you can help me in this message that you're from God and that you're the life. I, I want you to help me to understand that I've got to change. A lot of people don't want to change. They want to keep doing their mischief. They want to keep doing their sin. They want to keep being selfish. They want to do their own thing. They don't want you to tell them anything. They don't want God to tell you to do, them to do anything. They want to do their own thing. And that's the reason man says, all you have to do is just believe God is, and, and you just do anything you want to. That's the devil's doctrine. But you know, there's so many passages that says that you have to not only believe and repent and, and uh, confess and repent, but that you've got to, to put Christ on. There is a moment that you put him on. Galatians 3, 26, 27 says, We're all children of God by faith. There's the faith. Oh, it didn't mention repentance. Well, it mentions in many other places. It didn't mention confession. It mentioned in many other places. We're all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For just many of us as have been baptized. Why did you leave out those others? Because he wanted to put the, the crowning thing that you've got to be baptized into Christ. Why do you baptize into Christ? You think baptism will save you? No. Don't you be converted to baptism. But uh, he wants you to be converted to his death. His death where he had the power over Satan. His death where he, he overcame sin. His death that he immune people who were in death. And when you go into that death with Christ, Romans 6 said, we're buried with him by baptism into death. You reach out and got him by faith. You reached out and got him in confession. You reached out and got him when you said, I'm not going to do this anymore. And you, you're buried with him by baptism. It wasn't a baptism that you converted to. It's the process of accepting this life that comes from God. This life that has always been unstained, that has always uh, been free, that has never been contaminated. And he just wants to give it to you. And it's free. It's for grace. But you've got to believe that he was alive when he created us. And you've got to confess it. And you've got to turn your backs upon the evil way and the sinful way and the selfish way. And you've got to put him on. We're all children of God by faith in baptism. Just many of us have been baptized into Christ. That's where you did it. Who is he? He's alive. He's that which gives you immunity to sin. He put on Christ. And you become the children of God. Now, in other places, he said, if any man be in Christ, he is a new, new, new creature. All things have passed away. He, he did all those things. That immuned you to that man. Now, it didn't immune you to the devil reaching out and touching you because you're still in the flesh. You're still in the flesh. But you have been given the teaching, and they shall all be taught of God. And you've been taught that Jesus is the answer, that Jesus created us, that Jesus is good, and that he came from, the, uh, from heaven to give us the serum and the immunus to sin. 
and that he has the answer. And the only place we have the answer is in him. Now, by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. What does that mean? That means we got into Christ's body. That the Spirit taught us. That the Spirit taught us of His coming from God. And the Spirit instructed us. And it's according to John 6. They should all be taught of God. No man comes to the Father unless they've been taught. Now what have you been taught about? Have you been taught a church doctrine? No, you've been taught the message of Jesus as the Savior and as the Lord. And is the one who has delivered us from sin. Now he doesn't give you, he doesn't give you license to sin after you get into him. You just take that on your own because you're still in the flesh. See, old devil, he just he just everywhere that you are, because he's a prince of the air. Ephesians two and verse three. And Peter said, he's like a roaring lion going about whom he may devour. So you've got to believe that too. You've got to believe that he is. And the way you're delivered is through the body and the blood of Christ. And you're delivered from your past sins. But the only way you're delivered from your present sins is just to keep Christ is the life. And is your life. And he's with you. And the devil just doesn't make any headway to a person who has Christ in their life. You just resist the devil and he'll flee from you. See? And he's like a roaring lion. He's going to try to get you. But there's no temptation taken man but such as is common to man. And he will with the temptation provide also the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. The only thing, when you get into Christ, you've been baptized into it. You've been baptized into his death. You've been baptized into the immunity uh, to uh, keep free from sin. Well, how do you do that? Well, he that, Romans 6 says, he that is in Christ, he doesn't exercise himself in those sins. He exercises himself in the instructions of God. And he thinks, and, and John the first uh, epistle to John, he said, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, the blood of his Son cleanses us from all unrighteousness. But if we walk in the light as he is, you think it, that he's not tempting you to walk in the dark? Sure. But what do you have? You have the immunity to that sin. And you can have immunity to it and cleansing from it, just like your heart cleanses from the... In, toxins that comes into your body, your heart cleanses it, your heart that's set on Christ and believes in Christ and trusts in Christ, it immunes you and the blood of Christ cleanses you like a windshield wiper, keeps the water off in rain, the faith in Christ during the time of the daily activities keeps Christ in your heart and keeps the devil on the run. He is your life. Paul said, It is no more I that live, but life of Christ liveth in me. The life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. Now that's the reason so many people say, Well, the Bible just teaches all you have to do is just believe. Sure, that's all you have to do. When, you're, when you believe and you confess and you repent and you're baptized into Christ, then all you've got to do is just stay on target by believing and appropriating Christ. 
And Paul said, the life that I now live in the flesh, uh, in the flesh I live by faith. By faith only? No. Faith in action. Faith in the Son of God. Faith in the Son of God who loved me and still loves me and who has given himself for me. He gave himself for me. He's still giving himself for me. And he said he'd be with me always, even to the end of the world. Brethren, our faith needs to focus on Christ as a lie. And he, we need to focus on him that his death was for our past sins, but his death and his blood and faith in his blood is in our present time. Well, we need Christ in our life and our daily activity with our family, with our friends, with our work, just as much as we do the forgiveness of our past sins, to keep us on focus. And it's for the sins that might come into our life. And don't worry, God's going to take you to heaven. He's your life. Don't ever give up your focus that he is your life. If you're, if you're not a Christian, it, it, is, it isn't difficult. You just believe and, and you, re, you confess Christ and you repent of your sins and, and you're baptized into his body, you're baptized into his, his, his death. That's where the price was paid. That's the event of the cross. And that's when he paid the price for every man. And that's where he still washes us and cleanses us is in the event that happened at the cross. And let's always give that the praise, what he did for us. And let's claim him. Let's put him on. Our baptistry is ready. Our clothing is ready. If you, if you haven't been uh, baptized into Christ for the remission of your sins, to get into Christ and to get into that power that keeps you immune to sin because you can continue to have faith and trust in it, then you need to right now as we stand together and sing.